and the leader sports columnist of the Battle Creek Inquirer, Bill Broderick, who, hey, pretty interesting opening night. Of course, you were there for the, I think, probably sixth time in the last four years. Coldwater Harper Creek is like the thriller in Manila. These two teams just go banging at each other, and Harper Creek found uh, just an average Friday, right? Somehow to win. I think Harper Creek is probably getting tired of seeing Coldwater, or maybe Coldwater's getting tired of seeing Harper Creek because those two teams seemed uh, that's the toughest game of the year for both of them every year, and uh, they've been doing it twice a year lately. And that was the same last night. It was a back-and-forth kind of game. It could have gone either way all night long, and you're just kind of waiting to see if one team was going to blink. And uh, and at several different times, you thought uh, either team was blinking because, you know, right several times there were some crucial plays that could have gone either way that kind of decided the game there. And with that Harper Creek getting that last interception by John Taylor kind of ended it. But until then, you had every feeling I, that it could have gone down to the wire. I think there were Harper Creek and Harper Creek fans that thought, oh, my goodness, when the extra point missed. Exactly, yeah. That left the gate open there, and uh, and that was really, uh, I think I felt the same thing. That could have uh, that opened the door for Coldwater to take command of that game and, and really give them the edge because that was almost like a non-touchdown. If you're down by one to Coldwater, you're almost down at a touchdown there. And then, uh, you know, just like in the end of the first half when Coldwater only needed a couple minutes to score and they scored with 10 seconds left to tie the game at halftime, they had uh, two minutes left uh, at the end of the game, and you figured the team with the ball last was going to win, and they looked like they were going to have the ball last and could drive the field and score as the clock was running out. Harbor Creek was able to stop in the very last, and they were able to move on. Well, I thought uh, Mike Cedar put it pretty well. He said, we forced them by the scoreboard and the clock to do what they don't like to do. Yeah, exactly. They got in some uh, third and longs and some fourth and longs, but even then, uh, they were converting. They had a couple plays before that. They had a fourth and 18. They had a long pass and converted that one to the first down. They had a couple other third and longs uh, that they would seem to make, and Colorado seemed to do whatever they needed to do to keep that drive going. But Harbor Creek just kept punching him in the mouth and kept pushing him and forcing him to try to execute. And Harbor Creek was able to stop him at the end there, and um, especially with those late couple two interceptions there in the fourth quarter to, to pull that one off. Big win for the Beavers, uh, and maybe a little monkey out there back to beat them twice this year, and maybe they got that uh, cold a, water effect off And them. a big test next week is the perennial power. Stevensville will come to Beaver State. Yeah, a huge uh, test for them. Stevensville Lakeshore is always tall and athletic, and they like to throw the ball. Uh, either one of those teams, Lakeshore or St. Joe, is going to be a test for Harbor Creek. The, the fact that Harbor Creek gets them at home is big, but an old smack battle for Harbor Creek. They used to see those teams a lot. Uh, Lakeshore being a little bit more athletic and pass the ball could match up a little bit better better with Harbor Creek. Harbor Creek is a little bit small up front, and that's why Colorado could drive the field. But they have good athletes in the back, and that could help them against Lakeshore. Looking at it, St. Philip will travel on the road today to Flint. Uh, Tigers playing on house money, uh, certainly going to be an underdog today. We'll need to do a lot of things right to uh, pull an upset. Yeah, it's a long trip for them, a road trip. they are uh, not a lot of things are going their way for that game, except for that Flint International team hasn't been in this situation before. They've only been playing football for two years. They've never been in a playoff game. St. Phil, of course, just two years ago went all the way to the state finals. So some of those kids know what that's like. Uh, the Tigers coaching staff knows what it's like to win in a playoff game. So uh, that is the one advantage I give St. Phil there uh, and uh, give them a chance to go on the road to pull off an upset. 
but it probably would be an upset. You know, you look at some of the other area games and coverage last night. Uh, Bellevue, I think, in a pretty good position to move on. And the basketball game that uh, broke out on a football field in Climax Bell. That was a crazy score when Nick Buckley covered that game for us. And when he came into the office and looked at that and told me what that score was, uh, I said, well, what happened there? But that, that state record there, and good for Climax Scott. And good, congratulations to all the area teams that moved on there. Talk to you next Saturday. Be reading you all week in the Battle Creek Inquirer. Thanks a lot, Terry. I want to thank you for joining us this morning. Please join us again next Saturday at 9.06 for another edition of Coach's Corner. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you soon.